Welcome to the United We Scan podcast, the podcast by rural carriers for rural carriers. The views expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views or opinions of the United States Postal Service or the National Rural Letter Carriers Association. We ask that you please consult your assigned union representative for guidance in your local area. Make sure you like this podcast, share with your fellow rural carriers, and subscribe to be notified each time a new episode is uploaded. Please rate this podcast five stars where applicable and leave a comment or question for us below. Thank you. Now, here are the hosts of the United We Scan podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 48. Regular? What's that? I think we're going to cut cover excuse me i'm a little under the weather as you guys can tell we're going to be covering we're going regular now what so i'm going to pass this off to james and you could tell us how was your week oh it was the usual i did get my friday off which was surprising considering i'm the lowest seniority person that was off that day so i was very happy that they didn't bother to call me in for that or anything and then the weekend was pretty much normal. They finally had the first opening session for the Model Railroad Museum. So Sunday I was today I was there for it and everything ran pretty smoothly other than the typical usual issues we have with the largest low scale two rail layout in the world. You know, dirty track, problems with electricity, things like that, and things of course wearing out. But I figure since you're going regular next weekend and before the next episode records we would talk about all the different things it takes to become regular but first bill how was your week oh baby i love this time of year the catalogs start piling up you know 14 feet of bundle flats 12 tubs of loose flats the last 114 covid kits i ordered from my customers came in I, i'm i'm kidding about the 114 it was more like 139 but uh, i lost count after 114 so uh yeah it's just a typical and that's why we love you bill because you take care of everybody i do hey I, look I, I have a carrier that owes me 973 dollars and 18 cents they needed a new alternator on their car and a new belt, and it's one of the transmounted engines. And, of course, you have to drop the engine to get to the alternator, and they didn't have the money. So I footed the bill, and, you know, they turned around and gave me half of it on Friday, and uh, they'll pay off the other half the next pay period. Because when people need help, I step up. Yes, yes, you do. My week wasn't too bad. It was, I don't know, I'm not going to say it was light, it wasn't really heavy, it was kind of at average. Thursday I started not feeling so hot, and then Friday was a ten and a half hour day for me because I really wasn't feeling good. And I've spent the last other two days in bed. I did get myself out to do this today, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be that person, and unfortunately I am forced to call in tomorrow because there's just no way in hell I can do this tomorrow. Well, yeah, it, 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 it's been proven she has COVID-184. That's the new variant we have. Is that what that is? I don't yeah. know. I, You know, I've never tested positive, so that well, would require taking a test. I mean, there, there's so many variants. I'm up to 184 on the variants, and, you know, the, the hell with it. After the last, you know, COVID-19 crap, if I get it, It'll be because I didn't drink Crown that night. You know, I think maybe I wasn't drinking enough Crown. That might be yeah. it. No, I think she got the COVID variant USPS regular. She's now <laughs> acting like a regular, get taken the day after a holiday off. But no, but she I, does sound But, but I'm not official. No, yeah, I am. I'm actually pushed to talk tonight in case I go to a coughing fit, so y'all don't have to hear that or try and edit it out. Oh, a 20-minute heat training video. Yeah, that's that falsification of hip training that the city side uh, had. Um, We're not going to touch on that 
today just because number one we want to try and be quick for Kristen and two we want to go over everything for regulars right now but we will be touching on that eventually so but the big thing we want to talk about is going regular what are the steps that go into that how do we go through all the paperwork that we receive in the mail from it and what do we do as we become a regular and responsible for the route we're put on so kristen you just received what in the mail what did you receive in the mail i got my book from shared services and that has all the uh, forms for your fag leaf which is your federal employee government life insurance I think group life insurance government. I don't have it right yeah. in front of me. I'm sorry. That is correct. And it has that, and it has your beneficiary paperwork and all that fun stuff. And your healthcare information. Yep. If you guys give me just a second, I'll let you talk, and I'll run and get my book. And, yeah. and for, for those who just became regular or about to become regular. Fegley is the one time now that you get to sign up for more than basic. They rarely have an open season on Fegley. So if you need extra insurance for whatever reason, get it now. And life insurance is a very, very, very important thing because if, for instance, you're out on the route and get taken out by a semi-truck in a LLV, that's going to help cover expenses that you have related to that if you were to be fatally wounded and things like that. It wouldn't be fully responsible on the rest of your family to take care of that. This this is a worst case scenario. I'm not saying that it's going to happen or anything like that, but you should be prepared for anything that could come up. You never know. You could get COVID and it puts you in the hospital and, and you end up having some complication with it or go to a hospital that's terrible at taking care of people. You never know. So and, life and insurance. The, and, yeah, and the Fegley rates are still cheaper than the standard rates out on the open market too. So yeah. uh, okay, I'm back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and the federal's always cheaper than than anything else you can come up with. Say I have life insurance through several different agencies myself and they're all more expensive than fegley is you know you have to actually to find out how much your um your your share comes out for the fegley you have to go to the opm.gov site and they have a calculator now you have three options you can decline it and you have to send the paperwork in or you can get option a which is the standard Option B, which is additional coverage, up to five times your pay, or option C, which then would cover children under 22 and a spouse, but it's only like 5000 and 2500 I have gone on and looked and just to see what I want to do option-wise. Of course, my wife made me take option B with five times. I was looking at doing two times. Um, <laughs> mine going double would, I think if I remember right, it was like $7.20 a paycheck. And that's for life insurance. That's yes, almost $15 a month. There is no life insurance policy out there that is cheaper than that. For and what that is, is for. Yeah, and, and that's double your rate that, that you're earning. So it's not $20,000. It's twice your rate that you're on the route that you're assigned to. Yeah, it came out. It was actually a pretty good, decent amount when I uh, went in. I don't have the numbers right off the top of my head. but uh, And then after you do that, there's the forms for de designation of beneficiaries that you have to fill out that way if something does happen to you you know that's who the money is going to go or who can claim the money i should say 
And then there's the FERS and, uh, well, we don't really have any more civil service retirement systems. I mean, there's a few people still out there, but everything everybody else is under FERS, which is the Federal Employees Retirement System. Now, what's the other important piece of paperwork in there? Uh, thrift savings. There you go. That's my girl. That's a very important one as well. Thrift savings plans are very, very, very important for you. And and how much is the minimum you should put in there, James? Minimum. 5%. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. And many, and, and, and many will and many will recommend five to ten percent, and then each time that you receive a wage increase, you up it another percentage. And the five the five percent the reason why you do the five percent minimum is because that is the matching portion that the United States Postal Service puts mm -hmm. into it. So you'd get the five percent yourself, and then a matching five percent for the Postal Service. Anything above that 5%, you're only going to get matched 5% from the Postal Service. But put into the retirement, up the retirement, do as best you can with that. Because when you retire, you're going to rely on that TSP and the standard federal retirement that you get. So the more money you put into the TSP, the better off you're going to be. Which I kind of had to go over with my son when he joined the military, so that was kind of, uh, I'm not unfamiliar with it at all, um, having to help him along the way. And then you also have to think about your health insurance plan that you want to go with. If you want to get a health insurance plan through one of the insurance companies, or if you want to go with the rural carrier benefit plan, check them all out. Figure out which one works the best for you. Those you and, can check out on light blue. And tomorrow also starts open season for uh, health care benefit. Yep. Right, let me let me add a footnote on the TSP program, okay? Um, folks, whatever you do, do not try to add additional monies to your TSP. Because any money that you take out of your checking account, savings account, wherever you're taking it from, has already been taxed. And you will be taxed again when you start withdrawing from your TSP. So you're paying twice on the same money. Don't try to do any type of additional contributions to TSP. Period. I've had people advise me to do that you know, so I can catch up. I'm like, well... Hold it. I've been putting 15% away for years. What What am I going to catch up on? Don't pay twice on the same money. Yeah. And then the health insurance. And then also separate from your health insurance is the vision and the dental. They're two also separate from each other. That's you under get, Yeah. You can get dental without vision you can get vision without dental you can get vision and dental however you want to do it but go through all the programs all the plans figure out what's the best ones for you and this is all before you actually get placed on your route this is all the stuff you get after you won the bid onto the route all this paperwork comes through and then you start working towards getting on your route like Kristen is on the 18th and yes, but, the, uh, the the RCAs can participate in the rural carrier health benefit. Yes, RCAs can actually participate in it, and so can other craft people. As long as they pay in the dues to the rural craft, they can get the rural carrier benefit plan. I know of a couple clerks that have rural carrier benefit plans. There are some city carriers that have rural carrier benefit plans. It's actually not a bad health care plan. And some people actually like it better than the plans that their craft has. Obviously, yes. <laughs> yeah, or they wouldn't be getting it. <laughs> and, and the nice thing about our, our program is that you can go online and compare 
different plans side by side, which is a nice feature. So you can see what your out-of-pocket expenses are, your your total family you know, out-of-pocket expenses, which have all radically accelerated over the years. But uh, it gives you a good idea of what you're going to be paying out-of-pocket over the course of a calendar year. Yep. My computer froze up. I'm back now. Well, that's okay. We have technical difficulties all the time. I'm the biggest technical difficulty in this program, but that's okay. <laughs> so then after you've picked through everything like that and signed up for the things that you want and things went through a matrix and get the things you don't want, then you're going to have to start dealing with management. Right, Bill? Well, what I was going to say was that the, the, the next thing you have to worry about is that you're going to lose money. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. You become regular, you, you lose money. Uh, and people, any people don't RCA, realize that. <laughs> yeah, any RCA that is working more than 32 hours a week at the post office is making more money than step one on table two. Yes. And that's take-home pay. And the reason why I say that is all these benefits we were just talking about are going to be taken out of your paycheck. And even though you're going to be, what is it? I think it's like $46,000 at 40 hours, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. I don't have the breakdown of the tables right now in front of me but when i started as a regular myself and got through all the pickings and things that i wanted to do i was actually making five grand less a year than i was as an rca and i only had three and a half years in as an rca there's still a question on the rca's taking the rural care benefit plan you can take it but you're going to have to pay the full premium the employer only matches under what is it the Blue Cross thing they have now. Yes. And but you're gonna you're gonna be making take home a little bit less money, but the benefits that you're paying into are worth a lot more than what you're taking home. And as we all know, RCAs are feast or famine, and so you're actually gonna have a more of a regular paycheck than you would as an RCA. So that'll basically even itself out budget-wise. Yeah, you'll be able to budget better than, you know, an RCA, not knowing where they're going to work, when they're going to work. Yep. And on top and, of that, like when we had the payroll issue and over 45,000 carriers did not get paid, the regulars that worked their normal routes did not do the extra days the uh, relief day work list or anything like that, or worked extra routes, things like that, they all got paid because their paycheck is the same every week, every pay period. So it was easier for them to calculate out their paychecks and get them paid than it was to calculate out an RCA or a regular who was help uh, volunteering to help on other routes or working their relief day. Plus, at least you can plan ahead, kind of. I mean, Rex kind of screws that up. But you can kind of plan ahead of what your paycheck's going to be every two weeks so you can plan your bills out a little bit better. And did you guys cover the fact that um, you, when you get your benefit plan and you have all your selections you have to do, you only have 60 days from your effective regular date to have all that stuff in? Now we did. Not yet. Now we did. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure when my computer hung up if you guys had talked about that or not, but uh, yeah. Nope, it's... you covered it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, you have 60 yeah. days from your effective date because you can't go into light blue and under postal ease and select this stuff until you're actually effective. So yeah, 60 days from your effective date to turn in all your 
all your good stuff in that fabulous book I'm trying to figure out. There's a couple days of reading there. <laughs> your effective date is the date you are placed on the route, your first day as a regular. So it's like Kristen, she's being placed on her route on the 18th. Now that's her scheduled day off for the route. And if she wasn't working that day, that would still be her effective date. When I got posted on mine, my route has Saturdays off. My effective date was a Saturday, but I didn't start working the route until Monday. I will be working my K day. Yes. So that would be her effective date would be the date that you are posted on that route, the date you start that route. There's so, a question about how do you uh, actually find out that you filled out the insurance? And that that answer is once you go on to the light blue program, after you've sent the paperwork in, give it a week, then all that ought to be coming up on your form 50, for your deductions for your hospitalization and everything else in there. Yep. It should be on your form 50, but then again, you'd have to access your form 50 from a postal computer. It will not let you look to it, look at it on your home computer. Unfortunately, they still have not opened the uh, EOPF on personal computers, which really sucks. Yes, because they, they are hiding important information about you from yourself. Yes. But your management should not turn you down when you request to be able to access EOPF on an inner office computer. Yes. And if they are, contact your designated union representative. No, you don't use the police uh, computers at the post office. You get a supervisor to sign on for you. Yes. A get your postmaster. Yeah, you get your postmaster or your supervisor or your OIC to log on for you. We don't have logins and as as mapping facilitators, they wanted us to have logons for that, but that is a higher level function. Being able to log on those computers is technically a higher level function for the rural craft, so we should not have logins to do that. Oh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. You just uh, went down a rabbit hole there. Are you saying that people in the union that facilitate the mapping on the routes are in higher level assignments? I did not. I okay. said that mapping is not a higher level function, but and facilitating mapping for uh, carriers is not a higher level function. In fact, it's a safety net for rural, the rural craft to have somebody who is a rural carrier be the mapping facilitator to ensure things are done correctly instead of allowing management to harass and bully carriers to not put in traffic control points that actually do exist. Now, I could get down a rabbit hole with that one if I really wanted to, but we're talking about becoming regular here. And that is actually a great segue. As a regular carrier, as soon as you get placed on a route that you may not have done anything to, you're definitely going to want to sit down and go through the mapping. The entire mapping, make sure everything is the way you want it on that route. Yes, going back these your your traffic control points. Yeah, if I, you if you drop packages off at a different spot than the former carrier did, you know, you can change those. I have been slowly fixing this route since I started carrying it 2 days after Labor Day. And uh, yeah, I mean, edit books are another thing. If if you were in a designated 79 or a 74 and you're going straight from a 78 into a 71, a regular carrier, you may not be familiar with an edit book. Yeah, luckily I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's one of my things that I have a problem with is that they no longer have that Oh, you're becoming a regular carrier. Here's training for you on being a regular carrier. They used to do that. They used to train regular carriers when they were moving up. 
and now they don't. They don't teach well, you about all this stuff that we're talking about. Well, that's because they don't know how to do it. <laughs> well, you, you, you laugh, but I'm being serious. I mean, you know, yeah. most people I, in the supervisory I'm level laughing. right now have no idea what to do with the role craft because they all came from either city or, or, or clerk craft. I'm laughing because I know you're right. That's that's the thing. Hold it, hold it. Say that again. I'm laughing because I know you're right. I know oh it's God. hard for me to admit you're right, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's true. Most most supervisors are coming from the clerk and the city craft because the rural craft. Number one, they don't like us being supervisors because most rural carriers are actually honest people. And honest with their craft members, honest with other carriers, other crafts about what's going on. So they don't want them to be supervisors because they won't just blindly follow what the district manager says. Hang on, rabbit hole. <laughs> that was more like a crater. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, that was a meteor strike. Oh, but God. <laughs> the biggest things that we can we can tell you is you want to make sure your edit book is right. The edit book should supposedly have a guide in the back of it that tells you how to properly edit the book. Now you want to use a red pen or pencil to write out your changes on the edit book, but everything is listed in the back of what needs to be listed where how to do the edits, things like that. And if it's not there, let your manager, supervisor, postmaster know that, hey, my edit book doesn't have the rest of the paperwork that's supposed to be with it. And while you're checking to make sure your edit book's there, make sure your route has a copy of the PO603 edit. It's required to be at every single rural case in the office. And a footnote for uh, people like me being anal compulsive, I make changes in my red book for names, and I use one of those little tab markers on the on the page, so that when it, the edit book goes up, AMS doesn't have a problem finding any changes that I've made in my book. I like that. I'm going to steal that now. Thanks. No problem. No, no problem. I wasn't doing that that way. I wasn't notifying them that, hey, I've got changes on this page here. Yeah. So that's a great idea. I'm going to steal that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you um, what, they, they can't say they didn't see it, you know? Now, we did have a comment. I made a post about this episode in my group about the becoming a regular and what happens. And one of the biggest comments that I've been getting is, about the form 4015D, the form 4015D, which is the rural carrier agreement to terminate guarantee. And it, and it reads as follows, pursuant to the provisions of Article 9, Section 2A10 of the National Agreement between the Postal Service and, and the NRLCA, I, name of carrier, agree as follows. I desire to be appointed as a regular rural letter carrier during the course of the guarantee period set forth in Article 9, Section 2AH. I desire to be compensated on the evaluated schedule pursuant to the guarantee agreement, and therefore I agree to terminate that said agreement on the last day of the year blank guarantee period. I understand that my agreement as set forth in this document is irrevocable. So, this article specifically is based on article 92A10 which basically says an employee appointed as a regular rural carrier during the guarantee period as set forth in paragraph H except on routes of less than 35 evaluated hours shall be compensated on the evaluated schedule of the Fair Labor Standards Act provided the carrier agrees in writing at the time of appointment to terminate the guarantee agreement on the last day of the pay period as defined in Article 92A1H. Such agreement 
by any rural carrier is irrevocable. Such an employee shall be compensated in accordance with FLSA Section 7B2 beginning the first day of the next 52 consecutive week guarantee period. A carrier who does not agree to terminate the guarantee as described above shall be compensated at the rate in accordance with Article 8.3 in the attained step and overtime for work performed only after eight hours on duty in any one service day or 40 hours in any one service week pursuant to Section 7A of the Fair Labor Standards Act until the beginning of the next guarantee period at which time the carrier shall be compensated under the regular format. I, I edited the last part. <laughs> what this yeah. what this is specifically the same. <laughs> yeah. It and I'm going to break it down into simple English from legal ease here. Is that if you sign this sheet, and you do have to sign this sheet, it's when you are going to get paid evaluation versus hourly. If you do not agree to be paid by the evaluated system, they have to pay you hourly. And each day you work, you work eight hours, and anything over eight hours is overtime. And anything over 40 is overtime. And they have to pay you that until the next guarantee period. And when is the guarantee period end, Bill? Oh, October. October something? The end of October. No, yeah. it's actually the end of September, beginning of October. Usually starts the first full pay. The new guarantee year always starts the first full pay period of October. October, yes. Yes. First full pay period of October starts the new guarantee so this this past evaluation period when we got our evaluations and started our new valuation was the beginning of the new pay period was which was october 7th yep so if you decide you want to go hourly as a regular carrier you got to think about how you're going to do the route if you can do the route under evaluation in the summertime, and you know you can, take the evaluation. If you're not going to be able to do it, say, for instance, the route is overburdened. You got a 65K route. You got a route that's under evaluated. Say you got a route that's a 40H but it's really evaluated. It's really supposed to be a 40K. Take hourly, because you'll probably make more money if you're always working over evaluation. And I recommend, um, I, since I was, since it was closer to the beginning of the uh, guarantee period, obviously I took the evaluation because I have been running this route off and on for the last few years anyway. So I am comfortable with this route. I know this route. If you're one of those that you're going regular on a route that you're unfamiliar with, I'm going to say, which is kind of rare these day and ages with short staffing, but, and it's towards, I'm going to say mid to towards the end of a guarantee period, and this is a route that you're not all that comfortable with, I would suggest the hourly to get comfortable with it and see where you're at, but like with me, like I said, I've already knew that route quite well, and I'd already been holding it down for a month prior to going regular, month and a half, almost two months. Actually, by the time I go effective Saturday, it will be just over two months. So yeah, evaluation for me. So, But yeah, that's the options when it comes to going hourly or evaluated when you're taking over a new route as a new regular. Now, anybody that does the hourly route, I've always recommended that, you know, anything that you do over and above your 40 hours, you put that extra money away because come summertime, if the mail volume and the parcels aren't there, you're going to need that extra cash to get through. Um, also, prepared to be harassed 
bike management for your hours because that that's a, a linchpin in their side that they really don't want to have people on an hourly basis knowing that some people would milk it uh some people aren't going to milk it but it's just a fact of nature you have an overburdened route and it's not fairly you know compensated in the first place but be very careful about choosing the hourly uh selection in, in just in case because you're going to take a couple months until you become familiar with the route and then once you do you know summer's going to be a lean <laughs> season for you Absolutely. yeah and, and you know they're going to micromanage they're going to be out there trying to figure out well they're going to be sitting in the office watching the computer the whole time yelling at you about stationary events you got to remember the message beat the heat no stationary events and things <laughs> like that oh wait yeah that's what killed a carrier in texas i forgot about that yeah. Um, California, yeah. We've, yeah we've had a few of those but as long as you are doing the job in an efficient, safe, and reasonable manner that's comfortable for you to keep you safe, then there's nothing management can do. But taking the hourly or evaluation is 100% carrier discretion. It's not management. Management's going to try and force you to sign it. And that's their big bug up their butt they want everybody on the evaluated system because if you're working over evaluation you're saving the post office money and you well, got to remember their spreadsheet's got to look good take for example my route i'm i'm rated at 62 hours uh, so i'm a 48k well you know there, there's five hours you know a week that i'm not getting paid for i'm keeping it under evaluation uh but you know like tomorrow tomorrow i'll be over evaluation the rest of the week i'll be under doesn't matter in my case because i'm only getting paid for a 48 so you know look at the route you're bidding on make the decision based on that and god knows when they're ever going to be able to make route cuts and adjustments so you know it's it's a complicated uh, decision you have to make but choose wisely yeah. Absolutely. Choose wisely. I know, like I said, I went, obviously, that was the first thing that Saturday morning after the bidding closed the very next day. She's like, congratulations. She hands me that form. I'm like, oh, yeah, this form. Okay. <laughs> and it is, it is confusing reading it because you're like, what the hell is this talking about? But yeah, I luckily, you know, being educated within the craft um i was familiar with the form so i i knew what i was signing my life away for that day like we said the po603 is supposed to be at every rural case if it's not there get with management to get it there if management's not willing to get one contact your designated union rep because there's supposed to be one at every case you need to learn the po603 you should already know it as a rca but if you don't you should learn it because that tells you everything you need to know about being a rural carrier. And then you also have to learn the contract. And both of those are very dry reads. Most of it's written in legalese, and it's hard to understand. But management will tell you a bunch of garbage and see if you go for it. Because an uninformed carrier is loved by management. Because they can tell you to do anything and you'll go, oh, is that my job? Yeah, it's your job. Do it. But if you go, hey, that's against the contract or it's, this is how it says it in the PO 603, management hates that. Yes, they do. That's my favorite thing. You know, we've had carriers saying, well, I was looking at possibly, you know, instead of just putting in a 3971 for a day, they, they, they would ask and they'd be like, oh, well, we're not going to prove anybody just in case so-and-so wants it off. No, it don't work that way. And, you know, I have a supervisor. It's like, well, I want more. I'm like, well, you guys have a copy of the contract. Well, it's not here. I said, it's because it got tossed up by the scanners. So I'm one of these days, and I keep telling her, she's like, well, 
I think it should still be there. It's still there. That's where it was when I left the office Friday. I'm going to take little tabs. It'll be like, so you want to educate yourself. Here, start with Article 5. Oh, yeah, Article 10 is a big one in this office. And Article 30. And here, here, educate yourself. I'm going to put little tabs on them. Read me, read me, read me. And I keep a copy of the M38 and the Elm in the bathroom. I have them on my phone. <laughs> but yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you sometimes real... you run you run out of toilet paper. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a shitty read, that's all. <laughs> that too. <laughs> and extremely out of date. Here's a very good comment for you to remember, Kristen. And for all of us that are regulars too. Don't forget what it's like to be a sub. Keep your labels clean and change them at least twice a year, if not three times. Keep boxes clearly marked. I ask them what else I can do to make my route easier for them. Actually, and I've been doing that. Um, I This past week, I took a couple days to do it, but as I was waiting on clerks, I started it because I was waiting on clerks to sort packages. I uh, got the yellow carrier alert cards, and they've... Got we put the little label holder on there, so I was writing all my seasonals in on those, and when they come back, and so I went, and of course I put them that with the name up on them, but then I went in, and all my seasonal forwards as I was delivering, I was putting the carrier alert card in the mailboxes that way, because then I was pulling mail out that should have been forwarded at the same time, since my route was split a couple of days while I was training. So that's just another way for somebody who either is not familiar with the route or you're training to do a sub on your route that, you know, they, they open that box. Oh, carrier alert. If they look at the back of the card, they'll see, oh, these people are forward. They're seasonal. Okay. And they can continue on. I have red carrier alert cards that I put in the case. Like we talked about this before with Bill and his popsicle stick things, tongue depressors <laughs> for holds. That way, if it's not held out of the DPS. Or, you know, they're not paying attention to to the markings or to the dots on the case for the holds and the forwards. When they get out there, oh, yeah, it's on hold and bring the mail back with them. You know, I'm cleaning up that case because there are several addresses on that case that don't have a mailbox or house burnt down years ago. And I'm in the process of cleaning up and waiting on my new labels so I can redo the labels on that case. So all that stuff that doesn't currently get delivered, I can always go back and add it in later if needed, is not on that case confusing people. Because even I was, you know, taking over that route, I was getting confused. You know, I had a package for a house. I could I get to that address. Wait, wait a minute. They don't even have a mailbox. Okay. They probably have a P.O. box. I get back. There's actually a listing on my case of everybody that has P.O. boxes on that route. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. Or just, you know, no mail receptacle it. But, yeah, it's... As coming in and holding this route down as an RCA and knowing that I will be handing in my 120-day letter Saturday when I go in and having other RCA, borrowed RCAs running my routes that, uh, yeah, I, try, I, I wanted to make it as, as, as easy as possible because it, that route can, it, it's a bear of a route at times. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and if you're actually... If you're bringing that parcel back because it has no mail receptacle, scan it. Yes, absolutely. It's it's under the, I believe it's under the forwards. It says no mail receptacle, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Under the forward forward section. Number three. When you scan, scan the package, press enter, it's number three. Yeah, I know that, then, but I don't. Don't remember seeing a no mail receptacle. I've never seen a vacant or a either under else. that one, either under that one or under other one of the yeah. two. I know my PO boxes get scanned as a three two one back to office for verification. Then we just toss it in for the PO box section. But yeah, and if you're interested, the ruralinfo.net does have a rural carrier edit book guide. So if you guys want to actually look at a PowerPoint of how an edit book is done, it's a great resource right there. And as a new regular, like I said, touching back to the mapping, 
definitely don't let them rush you out the door with your mapping. You, they have to let you go through that whole thing. Because even I'm noticing, I'm noticing that the former regular mismarked quite a few things. Because, for you know, for one reason or another, the houses were put in wrong places on their pinpoints, wrong addresses. So, yeah, I'm still cleaning that up, too. And if they're trying to rush you out the door and trying to kick you off and saying you don't need to go through all that, contact your designated union representative. Because according to the National Rural Letter Carriers Association, in their What's New section, mapping is the most important thing to do for a carrier. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I no mean, if you, want the, if you want the proper credit for delivering a parcel to the door, you're going to map your park points and your delivery points correctly. Because that gives you out-of-route miles and out-of-route feet for your deliveries, and every foot adds up. Yes, it does. And if you're one of those that has long driveways, like I do on my uh, lakeshore side of stuff, you know, that, that does matter. That adds up. Only if they're straight driveways, though. Yeah, unfortunately, mine aren't all that straight, but yes. That that still irks the living shit out of me, because I've got several that, you know, <laughs> wind back and forth. <laughs> it's a half a mile up to the damn house, but you know, I only the, get, get 800 feet of credit. The over the river and through the woods driveways, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But that's that's a lot of the things that I have. Well, let let me reiterate what Kristen said about remember when you were a sub, okay? That 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 point is lost on so many people. Case in point, carrier next to me is a new regular carrier, and he was abused as a sub and everything. And I I, I came in on a Saturday, on my drop day, and they had two open routes and. I said to him, I said, are you going to help? And I said, you know both those routes. And he said, well, well, no, why should? I'm a regular now. He says, why don't you help? I said, I am helping. I'm here. And by contract, I'm not allowed to help on other routes on my drop day because there's no formula to pay me. But yet this guy, you know, I'm a regular now. I don't have to help anymore. Folks, you know, that this is why we can't keep subs. Everybody's got to pitch in once in a while. Yep, I agree. And, you know, as they say, if management wasn't in the office, rural carriers would get everything done. Yep. Oh, my God. Yes. It, it happens in my office from time to time, even with the management there. I'm I, I'm delegating. And I'm covering it, and I have a supervisor saying, I'm so glad you're here to know what's going on. Oh, my word. I had a clerk come up and tell me one day this week, she's like, you know, she goes, you'd make a really great postmaster just because you are so knowledgeable on everything. I said, there's no way in hell you'll ever see me go into management. Well, I'll give you my supervisor who walks over and goes, we have an open route today that needs coverage, and then walks away. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not managing. That's <laughs> that's no. dodging responsibility. Yep. Well, anything else we got here for new RCA or new regulars? <laughs> <laughs> I think we covered everything. I think Just we remember have. The, job, the real biggest thing you have to remember is the job doesn't change when you go from RCA to regular. Just the amount of work that you have to do changes. You take the time to be an RCA. And some people have taken a long time as an RCA, like Kristen, over eight years. I know a guy who did 17, a couple that did 25 years as an RCA. But, I, you, you know, know and, and we know of some of those that went regular after just a year, 13 months, two years, yeah. three years. I mean, I, I see these posts lately of, oh, my gosh, after three years, I'm finally a regular. And I'm thinking... Congratulations. 
<laughs> and then others, you know, like after eight years, are like, yeah, I was 12, 14, 17. You know, I'm kind of in that middle range anymore. You know, there's there, you got the ones from before that took 10, 15, 20 years. And now you've got the ones that are going regular in a year, two, three, four years. And here I am kind of in that middle at nearly nine years. Because I'll have nine years in with the post office uh, December, middle of December. And then you have some that are going in after, just after their 90 days. Yeah, they are, are going, or going PTF. Yeah, because there's just not enough people. And too many people have decided that it's not worth it to do this job anymore. And we'll admit, this job's not for everybody. And I do, I, I, and I do kind of want to add this on though too. And I was thinking about it earlier. When, um, when you go PTF, you get all the career benefits. You're still a sub. You're still a leave replacement. But that career benefits book, that's that's you too. That that's for the PTFs as well because you are at a career status at that point. So let's not forget them. It's not just going as a regular carrier, but you're going as a career as a PTF. Even though you're a leave replacement, you're still going to get used and abused just like an RCA. Being a regular, being career, is a hard thing to do. This job was never meant to be easy for anybody. And we're hoping that we're trying to at least make it easier to understand what's going on. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this here. We're all doing this together. It's all the same job, just different in some aspects. Yep, the routes are all different. Yep. Each person's different. But at the end of the day, our job is to deliver the mail and parcels to our customers. It's funny that uh, 26 years ago, I ran a uh, wholesale lawn and garden supply operation for some absentee owners. And uh, when I left there to come back to Pennsylvania, I, I got the job as a, an RCA. And I said, oh, my God, this is the easiest job I've ever had in my life. And, and to a certain extent, it still is. But management has much, made it much more tenable for people to just walk out the door, retire early because of the fact that we have such piss poor management. You're talking about this is not an easy job, and it's doubly hard if you have a POV route. Yes. Because when I had a POV route, I don't care what the EMA is. It never covered your expenses. No, it doesn't. And having been, you know, having delivered out of a POV for the majority of my RCA career, I can definitely uh, agree with that one. I started in a POV and, you know, just recently finally sold it after the second one. I don't know. I can't tell you how many I've had. Six, five, six different POVs in eight years. So, yeah, it's it definitely does not cover all the expenses. I, and that's, I that was one of the reasons why our POV route, she kept asking, are you going to switch over? Because he's only a 41K, you know, and oh, it's a 45K. She kept asking if he was going to bid on it. He's like, you know, he's like, I've got a loan on this Jeep because this EMA just covers my loan and a few extra things. He goes, why the hell would I want to take it out of my paycheck for an extra $125 a week? He goes, it's not worth it to me. I remember uh, first time my, my POV broke down and I called in and the supervisor says, well, where's your backup vehicle? You know, by the time I was done laughing, <laughs> I think the supervisor hung up on me. Hey, Josh. Nice Why, of you hello? to join us. Well, you know, in regards to what you were saying a bit ago with certain parcels, you scan them as incomplete address and then address verification. That yeah. does not kill the clock. It does in the office. But when but when they uh, deliver it at the P.O. box, it kills it completely. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does. I would yeah, do it, it as a forward. It does. No. It if it's going to your P.O. box, I would scan it forward. No, we, it, it's left. It's back for verification only for the sure fact that it goes to the P.O. box. And then once the P.O. box uh, 
scans it in as delivered, then it stops the clock. It stops the clock on my route, okay. but it doesn't stop the clock for the actual package to be delivered. Right. And it's probably the penultimate thing you can do as a rural carrier. It means your career. It means you're earning towards retirement. It means you're moving towards the goal of becoming a retired rural letter carrier. It's on us as retired rural carriers, regular rural carriers, to help teach the next generation RCAs and PTFs <laughs> what it means to be a regular and what it means to become a retired rural carrier. And our job does not end to teach these people because an educated carrier is the bane of management. Absolutely. And educated RCAs are even a bigger thorn in their side. So kudos for all you uh, well-educated RCAs out there. They don't like that. I know from experience. Ain't that the truth? Yep. Oh, by the way, congratulations on becoming a regular, because when they ask you to help on another route, you can say, no, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. My my route is extremely heavy. I mean, like I said, Friday was 10 and a half hours. Granny or not, I was sick. But, you know, if I'm looking at, at you know, if I'm not getting out of the office till 11, 11 o'clock, there's no way in heck I'm going to be back in time to help. None whatsoever. So, you know, there may be those days if I have a light day and they're like, hey, we need somebody to run the ox. I'll be like, yeah, you know, I'll go ahead and take it. Yeah, I'll take that extra hour and a half of overtime. But right, as of right now, I'm going to be working every K day I have. So I don't have a sub. And... We just, we had our rehire. I did go out with him twice on Tuesday and Wednesday. Friday was a shit show because he had to work and Rattlesnake assisted as well as the postmaster, but it was still a complete shit show. And one of the other regulars ended up running the ox route. I have one that was in Academy last week, so we're trying to figure out when to schedule him for OJT. And then we have our other one is orientation on Tuesday, and I believe doing the shadow day on Wednesday. Not my route, even though technically it should be, but they went to the other route. So I, like I said, when I walk in Saturday, I will have that 120-day letter in my hand. Sign it, round date it, copy it. There's yours. All right. So how about if we wind this one down tonight, guys? I think I think we touched on the most important aspects of uh, becoming a regular. Absolutely, absolutely. And if and if we if we haven't, feel free to comment on our post when we post this podcast in the group, and comment on it on what we missed. And you may hear your comment on the next week's episode. And when we're back next week, I'll be a regular. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you a bottle of Metamucil. No, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now and you're sending me to a coughing fit. Thank you. And just a reminder for those that missed it, last week we did say that we might have a special midweek uh, live recording with a special guest and unfortunately it did not work out this past week but it might work out this week so stay tuned join our discord server ha hashtag shameless plug um, <laughs> yeah because... we're, we're gonna tr we're gonna try again that's for sure we're not giving up because if if we do that you can actually listen to us live while, like the audience that we have in this one right now. So if you're not part of our Discord server, you might want to join that. The link will be in our group, the United We Scan podcast group on Facebook. So you can actually join through there, and there may be a special guest that you can listen to. And before I go back to bed tonight, I will uh, update the link on the page, too, for Discord. 
Is it Kim Kardashian? (laughs) They'll just have to tune in to find out, won't they? Damn. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, I'm going to give my final comments here real quick and then turn it over to the guys. I say, you know, stay safe out there. Tomorrow's going to be hellacious. The Monday after Saturday holiday. I honestly do feel bad for calling in for tomorrow, but as you all hear me, it's just no way I physically can work tomorrow. I did everything I could to get up and out of bed to be here tonight. So uh, everybody stay safe and uh, remember one box at a time tomorrow and get home to your loved ones. And I'm going to turn it over to James and Bill now. Oh, oh, oh. well, Kristen, we hope you start feeling better and, we're actually surprised you even made it to this episode to record. We were we were talking earlier before the show, and, and I'm just amazed that you were able to last this whole episode with us. I thought you might get into a coughing fit and go, "Yep, I'm done talking." But I've had I've had a few of them, and the sweats are coming back, and this fever is killing me. So I'm gonna go back to bed here in a few. So what yeah, a get you some night trooper. Yeah, get yourself some NyQuil and go to bed, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you on on the Discord server or in the groups. So feel better, Josh. Tonight. You want to give us some final thoughts that you listened into some of this? Well, I'll, before I give final thoughts, I was just going to say a um, couple of the key points that that we brought up today is they covered some of the changes with the insurance plans and the Medicare requirements as of January 2025. We did not cover that because I think that would be getting a little bit too deep into... Well, no, I'm saying this is what they covered at the booster. Oh, okay. Um, The person that did the SAC update is the newly elected SAC board member. So he really didn't have much information that he could put out, except for it will be in Atlanta this year and next year, because next year is the credit union's 100th anniversary. And then it will start rotating after that through all the states in SAC, whoever the sitting president is. So it will be in North Carolina in 2026 and then go through the rotation of the rest of the states after that. It was good information, I, you know, from what I was able to hear. I didn't catch the beginning part. You guys, it sounded like pretty much covered everything, especially the new people. Don't get overwhelmed. If you do, take a step back, take a deep breath, and get and step back in, especially tomorrow. It's going to be rough for everyone who is working, because they said day after a holiday and it's a Monday. Have a good week. Talk to you next time. Enjoy the three-day weekend. I'm not looking forward to tomorrow with daylight savings time. I, I really, I really hope people take to heart the fact that you know, we do this of our own volition on our own time without any compensation, despite what James thinks. And all we're trying to do is help you, uh, you know, knowledge base, you know, for the contract, for your benefits as a newly crowned rural carrier, your career employee. Our whole goal is to, to help you in your time of need or in your time of questions in regards to what's going on. And, and you can't find other credible sources or you don't know where to look and we can we can point you in that direction that that's all we're here to do is to serve and you know i I take great pride in that in regards to the fact that we do this for free because we care and i i truly mean it and i believe my hosts truly believe that also because otherwise what's the point of you know even being here tomorrow's gonna be tough everybody you know like like Josh says, you know, take a deep breath, step back, you know, and gather your wits and then step back in 
because it's going to be hellacious tomorrow. And, you know, with daylight savings time, the darkness coming early, everybody, please be safe. Be aware when you're delivering in addresses with dogs or small children in the dark. You know, I, I, I don't worry about my own personal safety, but I do look out for my customers, the kids and the dogs. Just, you know, get home safe to your family. You know, you're the most important delivery of the day. And, and make sure you complete your job. And that job is getting home to your loved ones. Everybody have a good week. Thank you, guys. And I agree with everything you guys have said. You know, with this earlier darkness that we're coming upon, if you feel it's unsafe to deliver, if you can't see and they don't provide you with the tools to be able to safely deliver the mail, then you have the right to tell them it's unsafe. You're obligated to tell them it's unsafe because that's what the PS form 1767 is for, is unsafe work condition. Your designated union steward should back you up on that, should, supposedly. But the most important aspect of any of this is that when you go out there, you do the job to the best of your ability, because at the end of the day, we're all one craft, and we're all in this together. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. And Kristen's left us. And she's back, I think.